to the MLEX series of podcasts. I'm Josh Sisko, MLEX senior correspondent here in San Francisco, California. Two weeks ago today, the U.S. consumer credit rating giant Equifax announced that its computer network had been breached earlier in the year and that hackers were able to access the information of roughly 143 million people, more than half the U.S. adult population. Here today to discuss the Equifax data breach is Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Risk Correspondent here in San Francisco. Hi, Mike. Hey, Josh. So, there have been a number of uh, significant data breaches, including some that were bigger than Equifax. Why are so many people upset about this one? Well, it's more about sort of the uh, the quality of the information that was uh, was accessed in this case. You know, there have been bigger breaches like the breach of Yahoo and you know, that involved email addresses and passwords and names and things like that. But uh, in this case, uh, these guys really got uh, sort of the holy grail uh, for identity theft. They got social security numbers, they got driver's license numbers, and they got credit card numbers as well as names and addresses. So they have some very potent weapons to uh, go out and commit financial fraud against people on a massive scale. How did the hackers even breach Equifax's database? So um, this was uh, the area of uh, Equifax's uh, website that was attacked was their uh, dispute resolution center. And um, the software that runs on uh, the server side of big websites like this, it tends to be kind of a mix and match thing. And in this case, um, the product that was affected uh, was called Apache Struts. It was developed by a nonprofit uh, organization called the uh, the Apache Software uh, Foundation that produces a lot of open source software for that runs on the server side of websites. And it wasn't the, that uh, Apache produces a bad product. It's that vulnerabilities are discovered from time to time. And in this case, uh, vulnerability was discovered in Apache Struts back in March. And by it was uh, broadcast to the software community by a Department of uh, Homeland Security unit. And everybody was supposed to uh, install the patch that would fix that vulnerability. And in this case, it appears Equifax did not. So that's how the hackers got in. So what could Equifax have done to uh, have prevented this situation? How would uh, they have gone about updating the software? Well, you know, uh, when vulnerabilities are discovered in open source software like this, and they always will be uh, discovered because that's the way software works, job one is really to uh, just patch your system. And Equifax said that it was aware of this vulnerability, that it attempted to patch its systems, but they have also acknowledged that uh, after they learned they had been breached on uh, the 29th of July, they still had to go in and patch their systems again. So um, they say they're still their internal investigation is still ongoing as to sort of explain that apparent uh, uh, conflict, uh, but they clearly did not, were not fully successful in getting things patched. At least that's the way it looks. And um, the second thing that they apparently failed to do, according to the Massachusetts Attorney General, is that they didn't encrypt data, which was stored in this section of the website that was breached. Um, and uh, that, that data, the, the, the AG says, should have been encrypted. So those are sort of two things 
that uh, Equifax, at least, is accused at this point of not doing properly. So you mentioned the uh, Massachusetts Attorney General. Uh, who else uh, is investigating this uh, this breach? Well, I don't, it might almost be easier to say who is not investigating this breach. There are so many investigations going on. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission, which uh, typically never discloses when it has an active investigation, in this case said the situation is so worrisome that, yes, we are going to acknowledge that we are investigating. So the FTC is investigating. There are at least five state attorneys general who are investigating, led by uh, Connecticut and Illinois, which have a history of uh, leading multi-state investigations on uh, data security cases and also getting some fairly sizable settlements from companies that didn't take the proper security. Um, The FBI is investigating. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is investigating. Uh, and uh, the Massachusetts Attorney General ha- apparently has an in- individual investigation. So um, there's a whole lot of people looking at this, and uh, Equifax is going to have their hands full dealing with these investigations for quite some time. And some of this activity has already made its way into the courts. What is going on with uh, active litigation? Well, the other big legal problem that uh, Equifax has is uh, going to be class action consumer litigation. And uh, at this point, lawsuits, uh, the lawsuits are just piling up. They've been, they're being filed in federal district courts around the country. So far already, uh, Oregon, Maryland, a couple federal courts in Florida, Georgia, which is uh, the, uh, the home uh, base of Equifax. Uh, lawsuits have all been filed there, and there will undoubtedly be more. Um, uh, the other litigation that's been filed is this week, the Massachusetts Attorney General, Maura Healey, became the first regulator to formally file a lawsuit against Equifax. Uh, she filed in a Massachusetts state court. So this is uh, not an issue that's going away anytime soon for the company. Uh, what so far has been uh, the impact on Equifax? Uh, well, as you might imagine, it's been a, a PR nightmare. Um, uh, it's been a nightmare for shareholders. Uh, Equifax's stock is down by about one-third since the uh, Uh, announcement of the breach on September 7th. Uh, Their CEO is being hauled before Congress. He'll be testifying during the first week of October. I I don't think that's going to be a very pleasant experience for him. There's uh, really intense scrutiny on Equifax's lobbying. Uh, Before this breach was revealed, uh, Equifax had boosted its lobbying budget to uh, lobby for reduced regulation Um, And it's doubtful that uh, that money is going to turn out to be well spent, given what's happened. And beyond that, uh, U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren has introduced legislation that would more tightly regulate the uh, whole credit rating industry. So this breach is not just a a problem for Equifax. It's also a problem for the other uh, two members of the big three uh, consumer credit rating agencies, uh, that being um, Experian and TransUnion. So uh, there's a whole lot of fallout uh, all over the industry. So what what should we expect next in both the short term and, and longer horizon? So class action litigation uh, is, uh, there will be probably a, a, at least 25 suits filed before this is over. Those will ultimately be consolidated by the uh, U.S. Uh, Judicial Panel panel for multi-district litigation. I mean, one obvious candidate is they would be consolidated in a federal district court in Georgia because Equifax has its headquarters in Atlanta. 
uh, we'll have to see what happens there. That, that'll probably be something that happens six months down the line from now. The uh, investigations by the FTC and the state attorneys general are going to uh, continue to go forward. Uh, I wouldn't expect to hear anything on those until 2018. That's a fairly drawn-out process. But uh, there's really a political uh, element to this whole situation. Um, because of uh, uh, the Equifax breach, uh, because of some of the uh, cybersecurity issues that were uh, such a problem in the last presidential election here in the U.S., I think it's become quite clear, uh, based by the re- on the reaction of uh, Democrats to uh, to this breach, that data breaches and cybersecurity in general and privacy are really going to be much more of a, a front burner issue in the 2018 elections. And uh, Democrats think that Republicans may be vulnerable, given the Republican uh, effort to roll back the uh, privacy rules that the FCC was set to impose on internet service providers earlier this year. And, you know, because of that vote and because of what's happened with Equifax and what's happened with Yahoo and this sort of seemingly endless procession of uh, major breaches, uh, uh, Democrats probably think that uh, this is, this is a, an issue they can really exploit against Republicans. Well, thanks, Mike. It seems that this is an issue that you will be reporting on uh, for the foreseeable future. So uh, thanks very much for the update and for that view going forward. You're welcome. Again, that's Mike Swift, MLEX's chief global digital risk correspondent. He's based here in San Francisco. As the Equifax saga plays out, Mike and other MLEX specialized correspondents will continue to cover the litigation and regulatory actions that are faced by Equifax and the rest of the industry. If you'd like to read more of our coverage of the Equifax data breach, head to our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. Click on Insight Center and then click on Editor's Picks. Make sure to come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia, and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, privacy, and data security and corruption. You can access our podcast from our website or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices. I'm Josh Sisko, MLEX Senior Correspondent. Bye for now. For